Welcome to the Human Experience Podcast. My name is Sydney. If this is your first time listening to one of my episodes, welcome. If it's not your first time, welcome back. (laughs) I wanted to share before I get into the topic of this episode that it's really interesting. This is episode 10 and I've been noticing that as I go through my weeks and I pick an episode topic, it's just so fascinating. Once you're focused on any given topic, being able to see examples of it everywhere and it really just goes to show the power of human attention and our awareness because if you're aware of anything you'll notice it more and I think that's actually a good way to start the episode because today I really want to talk about reframing our anxious thoughts. So even if you don't have diagnosable anxiety, I think every single human experiences anxiety to some degree. And today I just want to dive into different components of this. Why we tend to be anxious thinkers, talking about the negativity bias and why that's a thing. (laughs) And also just some tips and tricks on how to reframe our anxious thoughts and how to go about this aspect of our lives that can cause us quite a bit of distress and be pretty uncomfortable at times. So part of the reason that this is an important topic for me personally is because it's something I've had to work with a lot in my life and Before I started working on it, I would tend to leave a social situation convinced that everyone hates me or hyper fixate on a few words that I could have said better. And that part's interesting because I'm very extroverted. I'm very social. And so I never thought of myself as having social anxiety until I started to realize how I would feel after a given social interaction. And to be clear, this isn't even just with new people. This is even with some of my best friends, and there's reasoning for that too, (laughs) which I'll start to get into, but for now, I wanted to say that. And then the other thought that is really frustrating that I have a lot, and I think a lot of people have, is when things are actually going really well in our lives, and we start to tell ourselves that things are too good to be true. And like, what is that really telling ourselves? Why are we labeling things as too good? And I kind of have mixed feelings about this topic because I do believe in the natural dance of the universe. Sometimes things are really good and then it's sort of this ebbing and flowing because being human is hard and things do happen and it's unpredictable. And so one could say that there is some logic to that. If like things are really good and you're at a high, then maybe you're perceiving that you can only dip down or that there will be this natural fluctuation again and I think that that's more of a helpful thought when you're at a really low point and you're able to say well you know only up from here (laughs) so I think it's just about being aware of our thoughts keeping them in check of like what is true what is not and realizing that we are in control of which thoughts we choose to follow and we can easily follow these anxious thoughts But with practice and with awareness, we can actually pause ourselves at the beginning of the anxious thought, acknowledge it, thank it, and either come back to a more neutral standpoint towards it or reframing it into a positive. You know, if you're really anxious about something and you feel like it's just going to be a disaster, the way this plays out, it's going to be a disaster and you already know that it's going to be problematic in one way or another one thing you can do is just start by telling yourself well 
what if it's way better than I expect? And I think the key here is not to be overly positive or just switch from super focused on negative to super focused on positive, but really welcoming in some curiosity of like, I mean, maybe, maybe this uncomfortable thing could play out in this way, but what if perhaps it plays out better than we expected? And like, how does that feel in our bodies to even leave room for that thought? Even if we maybe are holding both thoughts in our mind. Okay. Let's get into some context. I think that it's really easy to get frustrated with our emotions, especially when we're leaning towards anxiety, fear, doubt, etc. But knowing that all of our emotions have a purpose is a really nice, empowering place to start in this conversation. And when we know the purpose of the emotion itself, then we can kind of zoom out and see why it's showing up in the given moment and just hold that. Holding the context of this thought, this emotion, maybe how it has been advantageous in an evolutionary standpoint, and then really questioning, but is it advantageous for me now for this given situation? And that is kind of where I want to get to the next point, is that anxiety specifically is seen as our built-in warning system, and really it's there to protect us. And I'm going to dive into an example of that in my life so you can sort of relate to it easier in a little bit. The other thing that I started to mention and I think is such an important thing to name and be aware of is the negativity bias. So let's just start. Classic definition is the negativity bias, also known as the negativity effect, is a cognitive bias that even when of equal intensity, Things of a more negative nature have a greater effect on one's psychological state and processes than neutral or positive things. That definition was so hard to read, I think because I copy and pasted it from a website and I don't think they use proper punctuation. (laughs) So I'm going to blame it on the punctuation and not on myself. Anyways, let's look at an example of this. You go to work. People say, oh, hey, nice job on this. You look so great today. You catch up with all your coworkers. It's all really nice interactions until you slip. Don't worry, you don't fall. It was just a clumsy moment and your boss happens to see it. You both chuckle and move on. It's no big deal, right? Until you get home and all you can think about is how embarrassed you are and you hyper fixate on this genuinely small moment. But as you reflect on the day, it feels like a complete and utter catastrophe in your body. And someone asks, oh, how was your day? And you say, it was horrible. I slipped in front of my boss and they laughed at me and it was so embarrassing. Even though maybe you both chuckled because it was just a little silly slip and it was no big deal. And most importantly, your boss is absolutely not thinking about that moment of the day. And I think that's where we can also hyperfixate is not just are we overthinking it, but we convince ourselves that whoever else was involved in this interaction that could have gone better is hyperfixated on that as well. When in fact, that's just probably not true. And so I think it's really easy to like feel a lot of tension and stress in our bodies. And obviously these are small sort of silly examples. But first of all, I think sometimes we do get caught up in anxiety and stress over things that perhaps don't need as big of an emotional response and that's not to invalidate how we're feeling it's just to help keep our nervous systems in check with the awareness that stress is really hard on your body and on our immune systems and it 
makes it hard to process our lives in an accurate way. And on the last episode on men's mental health, we were having a conversation about being in a space where 99% of the people like us, but then there's one person that doesn't and we focus on that. And that episode was actually recorded a few months ago. And I wasn't really aware of this term until pretty recently. So it's cool to listen back to talking about it and then have this term be brought up in my awareness and be like, oh, that's why. But let's talk about why do humans have a negativity bias in the first place. So earlier in human history, paying attention to bad, dangerous, and negative threats in the world was literally a matter of life or death. And those who were more attuned to the danger and who paid more attention to the bad things around them were more likely to survive. I just want to take a moment for that to sink in for people. Maybe a moment for you to just take a nice exhale and give yourself a little bit of love and compassion that if you do find yourself stuck in focusing on the negative, that used to be advantageous for us. But just because we can make sense of the history doesn't really make this thought pattern desirable. I don't want to explain it and then dismiss the behavior because there's an explanation behind it like oh well this is something that used to happen to save us i shouldn't change i should just stay focused on the negative no that's not that's not what i'm trying to get out of this and i think i actually realized this subconsciously many years ago because i would notice that i am really focused on the negative things people say about me and insults have left a pretty strong imprint on my brain and pop up here and there and so a few years ago i started to keep a notes thread open in my phone of compliments that people gave me so that whenever i needed a little boost instead of being down and just replaying all the negative things people have said to me or negative things that have happened that back up what's happening now, I can go back and see these compliments and these positive affirmations that I've also received. So obviously this cognitive framework has its time and place, but for the most part, things are simply not a matter of life and death. You know, if you stutter in a conversation with a person that you're crushing on, There's just no way that the other person is leaving that conversation aware of what you are aware of. And so I think reminding ourselves of that is important. And again, having compassion when we have these anxious thoughts of like, oh my gosh, I hear you. I hear you're so anxious right now. You're good. And maybe even remind yourself in that moment of five positive things that happened that day, especially given this definition of the negativity bias, that things of a negative nature can weigh more in our awareness than positives, than if there's one thing that's really heavy and weighing on us. Let's think about five or 10 positive things and equal it out. So I'd love to share a recent example of anxiety being in place to protect us. I recently started a job and I'm so happy about it, but waiting to hear back from this company was a process for me. I knew that this company was so aligned with me and my passion. And as I was waiting to hear back, the fear and doubt and negative thoughts started to creep in. And then I noticed I started to convince myself that I actually don't want the job. And you know, I'm interviewing with other companies, none of which I liked quite as much, and I knew that, but I'd convinced myself of all the benefits of working at a different company. And then I finally decided to look this fear and doubt and thought pattern in the face. I realized that I wanted to reject this company first in case they rejected me 
so it wouldn't hurt me as bad. But then I remembered the best advice I feel my dad has given me so far in my life, which is don't lie to yourself. (laughs) And I reminded myself like, okay, I don't want to lie to myself. And being honest, I really want this job. And I reminded myself why I really want this job. And then I got excited about it. And I decided instead of following these thoughts of fear and doubt, I'm going to choose to follow thoughts of gratitude and excitement for getting the job, even though I hadn't gotten it yet. But I do feel like the energy that you put out is so powerful. And I feel like others can feel it even from a distance, like in jobs or relationships, you know, I feel like with friends or with romantic partners that I'm especially starting off talking to. And if I feel needy or desperate, I feel like I'm almost pushing them away. Even if there's no communication, like no verbal communication taking place, if that's the energy I have, I just feel they can feel that. And if I just send them love and come back to the here and now and focus on my own life and just tell myself that things are actually really secure and stable right now or there's actually nothing to fear in this moment around this connection, I don't know. To me, in my body, I feel a difference. And I don't know if other people can feel a difference, but intuitively, I feel like they they can, especially if they're pretty sensitive energetically. So yeah, when I chose to feel gratitude, I felt so much more calm and confident about this job. And even though those other feelings were still very much there, I just kept telling myself, I see you and I'm choosing to follow these thoughts instead. And still with that in the back of my mind, the thoughts of like, well, what if, whatever. And I was like, yeah, but what if these anxious thoughts are wrong. So that's been a really powerful part of my journey is just to question things and decide for myself. Do I want to always have an anxious view of the start of relationships or the start of jobs or literally anything in life? Like, do I want to approach it from an anxious place? I don't think anyone is going to say yes to that. And just reminding yourself that A, it's possible. Really believing that it is possible to follow different thoughts and that our emotions are really inspired by the thoughts that we're giving our attention and power to and we can shift and it's really empowering okay so finally let's go over some affirmations that you can start implementing today when you're having some anxious thoughts the first one i already mentioned but as i go through and say these i'd love to invite you to say them out loud or to yourself in your own mind and just notice how it feels what if things go way better than expected i allow myself to trust in how things play out if my mind is pulling me into the future or replaying moments of the past i give myself permission to come back and rest in the present moment i understand these thoughts are here to protect me and i choose to follow thoughts that allow me to feel more joy in this moment i allow myself to learn from past mistakes and become a better person And then this last one is one for you to be creative in your own self. I am proud of myself for dot 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 fill in the blank. (laughs) I think the most powerful part of this practice and being aware of your inner talk in general is really embracing the opportunity to be a good friend for yourself. 
Because ultimately, the only person that you have to live your entire life with is yourself. So let's make it our goal and priority to make that inner voice as kind and compassionate as we can. And if we've learned anything today, it's that it takes intentional thought and practice to do so because our brains are hardwired to focus on the negative. So the first main takeaway that I hope you can gather from this episode is starting with compassion for yourself when you do follow those anxious thought patterns. And then from compassion, shifting into confidence that you are able to shift your thoughts if you want to. And if you feel doubt and fear creeping up that, well, maybe it's possible for you, Sydney, but not for me then A, maybe laugh at yourself for a second. (laughs) And then B, remember that the only constant in life is change. And if all aspects of our lives are ever changing, then why would it make sense that for you in particular, that your anxious thought patterns can't? And please remember that you are worthy of good things. And if you have trouble fully trusting yourself, then welcome to the club of being human. (laughs) I do think that's why we as humans tend to find meaning outside of ourselves. I think it's easier to have faith and trust in a God or in the universe, even in your family or friends or wherever it is that resonates for you to find meaning outside of yourself and allowing that to be a safe space to encourage you in this positive shift in reframing those anxious thoughts. And and that is all that I have for today. So thank you so much for listening, for your time. I appreciate it so much. If you want to stay connected, you can follow me on Instagram at sid.hewitt. I will attach a link in the description below. I'm wishing you a wonderful week ahead and I will talk to you soon.